Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pink Slip Taking Back Our Lives Motivational Workshop featuring myself, author Alethea Brown, here at blogtalkradio.com. Please be prepared to be motivated and inspired to start your journey to reclaim your life and follow your dreams. Good evening, all, and welcome back to the show. I am happy to be here tonight, which is August the 13th, 2014. I know we've had a nine-month break, and I'm just happy to be back with all my listeners tonight, and we can pick up from where we left off, and we are going to have a great Wellness Wednesday session here at Pink Slip, Taking Back Our Lives, Ball Talk Radio Show. This is the first segment that we've actually done this year in 2014. I took a little break. Um, the majority of you who do follow me know that I am a writer, I am an author, and I'm also a screenwriter. So I've just been focusing on some writing projects, but I am happy to be back. I miss talking to you all. So I just want to say again that I greatly appreciate all of you that have chosen our program for your listening pleasure today and last year. Um, again, let me first allow me to introduce myself to my newcomers for all of those that are new, especially to the new Facebook followers that we have gained this year. Um, again, I am your host and speaker, Alethea Brown. I am also the author of Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author. Um, this is a motivational workshop that you're attending today, and it is part of my Pink Slip motivational series. I am happy to announce on our return that Pink Slip will finally be released this year. And so please stay tuned into that. We're looking at an October release for Pink Slip right now, and I am hoping and trusting that that date will not change again. So as always, today is going to be an informative session to advise you, our listeners of our program format, um, what you can expect for us forward with these Wellness Wednesday segments for 2014. Um, when we started these segments, one of the things that I wanted to focus on was um, objectives and goals to provide alternative solutions to all of our everyday problems. And these comments that I provide to you are based solely on my personal experiences as I continue these journeys with you every week as well. So I like to say I don't just preach it, I live it. These are my struggles and my life journeys too. So for my own continued growth, as I was saying earlier, I took a nine-month break from my Wellness Wednesday segments to focus on additional writing projects. Now that I have them ready for the next phase, I can again focus on creating and providing these weekly segments. So thank you all to the 6,037 listeners that we had last year. I'm looking forward to all of you and many more joining with this year's segment. So one of the things I wanted to focus on and the first topic that came to me that I wanted to do for this return was reflecting on challenges we struggle with daily. And I found myself over the past nine months I'm struggling with some challenges in my life too. And like I've always said, this is an ongoing cycle. When we're on journeys to make changes in our lives, there are some struggles and, you know, different things that can kind of pull us off the road, the path that we're trying to go on. And so you struggle to get back to them and, and keep things moving so you can bring whatever it is that you want to do to fruition. So 
the best thing that we can always do is we want to learn and strive from these challenges. We need to accept them for the learning lessons that they are and continue on our goals and follow our ambitions. So if you have a positive attitude and constantly strive to give your best effort, eventually you will overcome your immediate problems and find um, you are ready for greater challenges. And every challenge is greater than the previous one. And so we look at that and you say, well, what are my challenges? You know, someone else's challenges may be a career. My challenge is a career. I want to leave corporate America behind and, you know, just being a writer, just sit back in my house and sit in front of my laptop and just provide people with different types of uh, reading pleasure, be it motivational or just something that they enjoy reading about. It could be my films, it can be TV scripts, whatever the case may be. There are also challenges that I found myself faced with these past nine months in relationships. Um, a lot of times we may find ourselves in unhealthy relationships. We had a segment last year about unhealthy relationships. Sometimes they're more challenging than anything else. It's like the career challenges, you can figure out how to get around them. Sometimes relationship challenges are a little bit more difficult because your emotions are involved. Some people may want to walk away for whatever emotions that are still there. They find it harder to do the longer they stay in the situation. Um, and then as age comes with you, you find that, especially some of us women, we'll find the older we get, especially once we start getting into our 40s and our 50s, um, we may stay in a relationship probably a little longer than we should because we confuse or may confuse what we perceive to be some type of deep love to just a fear of loneliness. And so those can be challenges too. So if you're focusing on your career and then you have these challenges in your relationship, sometimes those challenges in relationships can throw you off balance for what you want to do in your career. Everything can tend to melt together. So if you're not happy at home, it is hard for you to focus at work. And these are challenges. So if you're trying to do a change with your career and you're in a bad relationship or things in your home, and your bad relationship doesn't always have to be, you know, man and a woman relationship. Sometimes it can be parental. You know, parents can have bad relationship with their kids, and when they get home, it can be complex in that respect too. So the worst case scenario that we can put ourselves in is going home and not looking forward to going home because you know the situations or issues that are waiting for you that you still have to face that didn't go away because you fell asleep and woke up. You know, so there are so many different ways that challenges can be thrown at us and how we relate to them and how we get around them and, you know, excel still facing those challenges and putting them behind us, learning from them in order to not find ourselves in the perpetual repeating these same challenges. It's, you know, there's so many different things that we can do that kind of perpetuate our circumstances, and I'm guilty of that. Um, we all are, and as I've said before, the easiest way to get around a lot of issues that we find ourselves challenged with or facing is accepting responsibility for what you've done to kind of perpetuate your circumstances. And I know what I do to perpetuate my circumstances. And looking in the mirror, sometimes it's hard to do. 
you know, um, it's amazing that sometimes we can look at another person's situation and see what they need to work on theirs but can't see what we need to work on our own. And that can be a challenge within itself, too. So you already got the challenge with the career. You got a challenge with the relationship, be it a man and a woman, a romantic relationship, or it could be with your kids, or it can even be with your parents. You know, as our parents get older, they may need us more. We may find that because of the challenges with our job, because of our challenges with our personal relationships, because of our challenges with our kids, now we have this extra thing of having challenges with our parents as they age. So there are a whole lot of different things that can fall under challenges in relationships. And they all kind of correlate and kind of melt together at times. And that's why one of the topics that I wanted to bring up under challenges is there are some people out there that are having the family life balances. So here we go again. We're back to the challenges with the family life balances because of the career, because of a new relationship, because of commitments to ailing parents. Any of these things um, can cause a person to be a little off balance because of their um, all these different commitments that they've made. So we've overextended ourselves. And so that's where the family life balances come into play. That's where you get the conflicts with the family life balances. And so one of the main things that I found is to try to figure out what are my goals and aspirations, how do I get around these challenges so I can excel at what I want to do with my career path? How do I set goals and aspirations for how I want to improve or get out of a specific type of relationship? So do I want to improve the romantic relationship do I in or do I see that it's toxic and I need to get out of it? and move on emotionally from there. So you have to set goals for this. You set goals for everything that you do in life. A lot of people don't realize that. But, you know, if you know you really need to get something done to make things right, you set a goal for it. You know, when you're at work, you set goals. You know, you should be willing to commit that same amount of due diligence in your personal life. As far as I'm concerned, that is something we have to do. Do I do it all the time? No. I find myself falling back into that mode too, but then I remind myself these are things that I should take into consideration to start moving forward. So we want to set up what our goals and aspirations are to to improve whatever challenge that we have. So be it career, be it relationships, be it family balances, you know, we set those goals and aspirations for everything that we want to accomplish. It can make life a little bit more bearable for us. And in saying that, one of the topics that we addressed last year was we talked about stress and then we talked about spiritual and health wellness. And for the majority of you that may be listening to the show tonight, um, we had an actor, Robin Williams. Uh, I can't say that I was a fan, but I did enjoy his work. But it's interesting of all of the celebrities that we know of that have died from apparent suicide of some sort, his death has been the only one that really has spun the national conversation on depression. And that, too, is interesting to me because there are so many different levels of it. I've dealt with it on my own um, 
There are some people that get to a point where they're suicidal. I've had a very weak moment in my life some 20-something years ago um, of a suicidal thought um, because of just the moment of despair that I was in. My daughter has been dealing with an illness for some years now, four or five years, and she's battled with depression and has had, you know, suicidal thoughts. And you don't know the depth of what can cause it, but there are some people that can pull themselves out of it, and there are some people that can't. And so we find that Robin Williams, despite all that he had, there was still something just broken or missing inside of him with all the laughter that he gave to the world, all the happiness that he gave to the world, he didn't find a way to get it or give it to himself. And to me, this goes back to you don't know what you say or do, how it can affect a person, what you can say to a person that may push them over the edge. You may not have intentionally done or said anything to try to push a person over the edge, but you don't know what people are going through that one this small phrase can push them over the edge and they can go home. I always refer back to the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. The first book that ever came out, I read that book, and it really made me take a hard look at how I treat people, how I talk to people, the way that I interact with people. There was a story in there about this young man who was walking home from school one day, had a whole bunch of stuff. It looked like he had just cleaned out his locker. And mind you, I'm paraphrasing everything from this one story in this book that I read. And he's walking the streets. And then I'm visualizing what I read. He's walking the streets. he got all this crap in his arm, and he's dropping it. This other little guy comes up behind him and says, hey, let me help you with that. The two boys start chit-chatting on the way. And so he goes, he helps the kid carry all this crap home. Next thing you know, they're hanging out at the kid's house. They're playing video games. Next thing you know, they're fast friends, best buddies. Well, a couple of years later, they graduate from high school, and the young boy confesses to his, turned out to be his very best friend, confesses to him that the day that I met you, I had cleaned out my locker at school because I was planning on going home to commit suicide. So one of two things could have happened here. One he could have said something mean to the young boy because he was dropping books on the ground and had all that crap with him and called him kind of nerdy or, you know, whatever the case may be or something like that and could have pushed him further over the edge than the boy already was, you know. Or he did the latter. He was used to be put in this boy's life to make a difference. And the difference was that his friendship gave this boy something to look forward to. And I feel that we all have that form of a purpose in our lives to some form of another. I like to think that this Wellness Wednesday segment that I utilize does that. I like to think that the post that I put on my Pink Slip Diary Facebook page does that for someone somewhere any day. And I think that's important. I think if we look at that within ourselves and we live that way, then it comes back to us. So I'm not saying everybody got to go out there and be, you know, Mother Teresa or anything, but 
think of all the things that you do. It's the same way with relationships. We're interacting with our kids. You know, we don't know what our kids, 100% know what our kids are going through at school. We don't know 100% um, what people say to our kids while they're at school, how how it makes them feel, what their emotions are. Um, especially when we have young girls and they're just starting out in relationships. We don't know what these little boys are saying to our daughters. We don't know what type of, you know, mental, emotional damage can be caused. I mean, if we are honest with ourselves as women, if we look back on some of the relationships that we had when we were in high school, yeah, you would think that maybe there were a couple of guys that told us some things that make us feel a little indifferent about something. So... The trick is trying to instill something in your kids so that despite what other people outside say to your child, that what you say to them internally, you know, will sort of outweigh what someone else tells them. If your child is being overwhelmed by what other people tell her about her and not what you tell her about her, then that's a relationship that probably needs to be worked on. Are we guilty of that as parents? I would say 99.9899% of us are because, again, we get consumed with jobs and bills and marriages and, you know, all of these little different things that we do. Sometimes it's those little teeny things that fall through the cracks. And those are the differences I think that we need to take stock into and the differences we need to try to make into our lives not only to make us better, but to make the environments in which we choose to live in, make the people in which we choose to associate that much better. Who we tie ourselves to will dictate the type of life that we live, the type of relationships that we have. A person can take someone who is peaceful and happy and turn them into a sad and empty person And that person will wake up one day and wonder, oh, my God, how did I let this happen to myself? Before I let this person into my life, I was doing this. I had these things going for me. I was happy. I was peaceful. I was reaching my goals. I was following my dreams. And I let this person come into my life, and then all of a sudden I'm not doing any of the things I was doing. I'm not spending time with my kids, not spending time with my family, not spending time with my parents. I'm just consumed with this person. And some of us, um, and I say maybe majority of us single mothers, because I am a single mom. Um, We did a single parent segment last year in October, and it was a great segment, and I'm going to try to repeat it again this year. But there are sometimes married couples where there are women who are married that whatever strain is going on in their marriage may feel like they're single. And then they're struggling to do everything on their own and they feel overwhelmed and drowning um, by all the different things that are being put on their plate and trying to keep up with it. And I'm not going to say there aren't men out there that's not going through that because there are. There are some women, you know, that for whatever reasons have chosen to leave their kids with their fathers and, and allow the fathers to raise the kids without them. And so there are, you know, men out there, single fathers, that are going through the same thing that the single moms are. A single parent is just that, a single parent. It's not necessarily identified by being a woman. Maybe more women than men, but, you know, it's not necessarily identifiable by just being a single mom. A single parent is a single parent. 
and everybody needs a level of some type of communication and support when you're going through that. And so these, again, are just challenges that we all can be faced with. So I always say, you know, you don't know what you can say to make a difference in a person's life. You know, one smile, one something can be all that it takes. You know, that's the way life tends to go. And if you're finding yourself in that place, then find yourself, surround yourself with people who can help you do that if you can't figure out how to help yourself through it. You know, seek out resources. Find ways to be happier. You know, find ways to reach your career goals. You know, what are your career goals? Have you thought it out? You know, do you just want a different position at your company or do you feel you can do a a different position? Do you have the skill set? Do you need to increase your skill set? If these are all the things that you know that you're doing, if you're making 15 an hour and you know your household requires that you should make at least 20 or 25 an hour, and if it's your skill set, then you make the sacrifice to do what it's going to take to try to get the opportunity to promote for there. You know, they're like, oh, I've been with this company for eight years. You know, well, it's amazing how you can start with a company eight years ago and only be up to 15 an hour, and somebody started with the company last week and they bought them at 18 an hour, and they're doing the same job you were doing. So sometimes we have to look at our situations like that. I'm not telling anybody to quit their job. Please don't run out tomorrow and say take this job and shove it to any of your supervisors. But I'm saying if that's what you want to do, then you Take the steps to do it. If you don't know what the steps are, find someone that can help you. You know, so, you know, you know there's a job out there you feel you can do. What's the skill set? I tell people don't get consumed by a job title. Don't do it. If I did that, I would never have a good paying job. Do not be consumed by a job title when you're seeking a career change. It's a difference. It helps. But look at the job requirements. Look at the skill set required. You will be amazed of the different crossover skill sets in any given role. I tell people if you're an administrative assistant or executive assistant, it's very easy for you to roll over into a coordinator position. Why? Because as an admin, you coordinate. That is one of your main functions is coordination. So if you can coordinate and you're an admin and you've been coordinating, then you can qualify for a position as a coordinator. A coordinator will get paid a lot more than an admin assistant will. And if you're still looking to excel, you went from an admin to a coordinator. Guess what? A coordinator handles projects. So a coordinator is juggling this and it's juggling that. Now you are a junior project manager because you're juggling all these different projects or events you get into project management, and the dollars just go up and up and up. And I say that from experience. I started out in that path myself, and I worked my way up to being a regional senior project manager from being an executive admin assistant. It took me five years to move in that direction. So it's doable. So to go from five years, from 35000 a year to 80000 a year, it's doable. You know, and all it takes is I Google online classes. If I can't afford to take the paid ones, I will Google until I can find every free class I can. 
And I say this for people. There's so many single moms I know out there that are struggling trying to find different jobs. If you don't have the computer skill set to advance in your jobs, go to Microsoft.com. And I hope Bill Gates gives me commission for this. Go to Microsoft.com and go to all of the different software packages that you don't know. Microsoft provides free tutorials, free complete tutorials, every software that they have. You can go at your own pace and learn it. It's just put the kids to bed early, turn the TV off, and sit in front of your computer. That's what it will take to improve your skill set in that respect. There are so many different ways that it can be done. And if you're still not sure and if you just need a little advice, please feel free to inbox me at Pete Flip Diary on Facebook. I'll be more than happy to help you come up with a list and make any suggestions that will help you in your direction for whatever career advancement you think you want to try to make. You know, I can't really give you too much advice on relationships. I think it's hard to give people advice on relationships because you can't really advise a person how to feel, and that's the difference. The person has to, you know, accept what they're willing to give up and what they're willing to wait for. You know, and once a person decides that, then they'll make the choice that they need to make for their relationship. But when it comes to family, when it comes to children, when it comes to parental care, then you can really work with that. You can help a person. But when a person is in a romantic relationship and they know they need to make a change, then that's when you can advise them. That's when they need to just take the direction that they want to go in on their own. So those are the only ways that you can really kind of assist a person with that. So that's what you do. That's how you go forward. All the other different things that you want to do, you just set your goals. You've got to aspire to do what you want to do. You know, these are challenges. You know what your goals and your aspirations are going to be. You know, review your challenges, develop the best course of action that you need to take so you can be victorious, as we all need to do, and we all need to determine to live our best life. And by doing so, we have to overcome our challenges. You know, this is how we discuss all these little different things, to have these informative sessions with everyone so that so we can help you, you know, figure out what the biggest challenge is and then start working on it. I can provide recommendations for getting started, but everyone has to take the first step. And the first step is saying, I do need help. I want help. I want to make this change, whatever that change is. And so that's the direction that you're going. So as we continue going on, and I'm, like I said, I am so happy to be back and doing these shows, we'll start to provide resources and recommendations that will be available, and you'll be reviewing on my website. If you haven't done so so far, just please follow us on Facebook. It's Pink Slip Diary on Facebook, and you can find us there, and you can see our daily updates. I try to do updates at least four or five times a day. So this is going to be very exciting again to continue to inspire and motivate you on your journey. And then we'll start talking about future segments 
um, to what the different show topics are going to be. Next week I have a list of the rest of the show segments of what they're going to be for August, and then I will also give you a preview of what we will have planned for September. So for today, in closing, I'll leave you with this. If you need more motivation, you can find me on Facebook, Pink Club Diary of a Black Author. I do post. I have Motivational Monday. I have Truth Telling Tuesday. And, of course, Wellness Wednesday. We have Transition Thursday, Focus Friday, Social Saturday, and Spiritual Sunday. My final note to you is I urge you to follow your dreams and live your best life. So until next week, thank you for joining us on this journey. And I look forward to all of you returning next week. Enjoy. Thank you. Have a great evening.